0: Hi, and welcome to this uh, second class of uh, Mark 452. Um, this week, we're going to talk about understanding the digital consumer. Um, just a quick recap to contextualize today's class. Last week, we saw that two important transformations in, the, in the digitalization uh, and the rise of digital marketing was that nowadays, we're not trying to find our consumers anymore, but we wanted them to find us, and that we're not representing our company and who we were, but wh- rather we were trying to represent the customer and what their needs, motivation, challenges, and goals were. So in order to do this properly, to find ways to bring consumers to us and to represent uh, customers, what we really need to do is to understand them better. Uh, obviously, this is not a consumer behavior class. So what I'm going to do today give, is to give you a few conceptual tool and theoretical frameworks so that you're able to uh, use that to create your digital marketing campaign. So we're going to talk about three main things today. The first one, uh, personas. The second one, the consumer journey, uh, distinguishing uh, the previous way we had to conceptualize the journey and how we conceptualize it now. And lastly, how do we bring consumers and journey together, which are kind of like, uh, sorry, personas and journeys together, kind of abstract theoretical concepts into something that can concretely be implemented in, um, in digital marketing campaigns through the idea of journey mapping. So personas are really important. Um, we're going to uh, see what they mean in, 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 uh, right now. So um, they're semi-fictional generalized representation of a customer segment. Um, what that means, well, if you've uh, followed introduction to marketing, you know that a segment is a group of consumers that's homogeneous within itself, meaning that they share some characteristic that makes them look like one another uh, but their uh, segment are also heterogeneous from this, the rest of the population, meaning that they do not look like um, the rest of the population. So they share attributes, and these attributes help differentiate the segment and people in that segment uh, from the rest of the population. Now, a persona will be a semi-fictional generalized representation of that segment, meaning that we're going to kind of personify that segment into uh, one individual, and we're going to have the example of RV in a few moments, too, Uh, to exemplify this. Um, There's kind of two type of variables that are really important uh, when you're creating persona. The first one is socio-demographic variables, stuff like uh, income, gender, place of living, age, and these will be important because they will allow you to better target uh, when creating ads online. So, for example, if you create ads on Facebook ad, Facebook will allow you to Surf adds to anybody who lives in, in like within a mile radius of a specific um, postal code or a point on the map. So you could, with the proper uh, socio-demographic information, for example, target people living uh, a mile away from the mileland who, like surf are women aged 20 to 25. Um, so social so demographic information, interest, that kind of stuff, super important for targeting, but it's not really useful if we want to represent the customer. Because if we want to represent the customer, what we need to know is you know, what are their needs? What are their motivations? What are their goals? What challenges are they facing? Uh, and, and this information will become really important to create our digital marketing campaign. So these personas help you understand customers better, make it easier for you to tailor content to their specific needs, behavior, and concerns. Now, here's an example of a persona. The uh, first bullet point talk about these socio demographic characteristics. So Betty lives in a suburb of a city. Her husband is also retired. They've been talking about traveling in RV upon retirement for years. This is a long time dream of theirs. The kids are self-sufficient and have been out of the house for long enough that Betty doesn't have to worry. She's been retired just long enough to be bored. While she doesn't consider herself as wealthy, she and her husband have substantial savings and are prepared to enjoy their retirement. Right, so like now we have the sociodemographic information necessary to use platforms such as Facebook ad and better target Bettys. Um, But what will really become the core of our digital marketing campaign, the kind of ads and the content that we're going to create for Bettys come next. And it's all about what she wants from her RV. What are her needs, what are her motivations? Uh, So Betty is worried about the logistics of traveling in an RV. How easy it will be to find utility hookups. Where are the best places to stay if she has Uh, RV, she also wants something comfortable. She plans on spending a lot of time in her RV. She has other retired friends. So she wants additional sleeping spaces and she wants to make sure that they have plenty of room for food and even cooking. And she wants as much ease as possible when traveling. And now again, like this is crucial because there exist numerous segments. I assume that RV makers are trying to address. So there's the retired crowd who are who have the worries that Betty have. There are probably also the retired crowd who are buying their second or third RV who would be uh, creating content and ads in a completely different way. Maybe there's people who are you know professionals, 45, want an RV to travel with um, their kids and uh, their um, like. COVID people who just sold their apartment uh, or their house and, and are like, I don't want to live in the city anymore. I want to live in my RV and, and work, uh, work away from home, right? And, and all of these people will require different ads and different pieces of content to attract them to you, right? Because you're not trying to find them anymore. You're trying to create content, create value for these different types these different segments, these different personas in ways to to add value to their lives by answering the problems, the needs, the goals uh, and the challenges that that they're facing. So very crucial, this last part of personas. Now, the uh, second main concept that we're touching uh, on uh, in today's, um, in this week's content is the customer journey. And like very basically and in very abstract term, the customer journey is how do somebody moves from knowing that uh, no, they have like their, one of their needs is triggered. So uh, like I want to run a marathon or I'd like to start running or, oh, I just ran out of soap and I need to buy soap again to um, like making everything necessary to go about and purchasing that product and then consuming it. So. The kind of traditional way we had to think about the customer journey was through a, fun, a funnel metaphor. When, like, and what, do we, what do we mean by funnel is uh, like, if we take the example of the slide here, uh, we have all of these dots uh, and these dots represent either products or brand and people start their journey by being aware uh, of a lot, a lot of products and brand. And as they move through their journey, they reduce um, the set of products or brand their um, considering until uh, they're faced with a few options, they purchase one of these options, then they get that product. And if all goes well, they stay loyal to it. So the main strategic implication of this approach is that you have to be there at the awareness stage, right? Because we're funneling through a large set of brand to a smaller and smaller set of brand, uh, like being there as a brand or as a product at the awareness stage is, is highly important. And that explained partly the dominance of mass advertising over the last hundred years in, in uh, marketing campaigns, right? Like be, it's because we work on cons- like conceptualizing the journey of consumer as um, being dependent on the brands and products that they knew at the very start. Now in the late 2000, McKinsey did like a vast study with thousands of consumers to try to understand, well, does this conceptualization of the journey hold in real life? And they realized that, uh, well, it didn't really. And, and there's two main uh, differences from the, um, previous kind of traditional journey and the new digital journey that, that will be central for us digital marketers. The first one happens at the active evaluation stage where consumers will go online and they'll actively evaluate options. So like let's, and, and, and I'm sure you have a lot of examples of that in your, in, your, in your own life. So like, let's say you want to start running. Um, you want to buy a pair of running shoes because you don't have running shoes at the start of, oh, you know, like I need running shoes. I want to start running. Maybe, you know, three brands. You'll know Adidas, Nike, and Reebok. Uh, And then you'll turn to the interweb and you'll um, Google something like, what are the best shoes for beginner runners? and um, by doing these searches, by reading reviews, by uh, looking at Instagram influencers and what kind of shoes they're wearing, maybe you'll discover new shoes or like new pairs of sneakers or new brands that you had not uh, considered prior. So you'll discover that Zucconi is a great brand for beginners because they have like this very thick sole that are easier on the knees, right? So you didn't even know Sukoni before starting your journey, uh, but now that's a brand that has entered your consideration set, because everything that you've read online about Sukoni has been like fantastic, right? So first transformation, first difference, instead of like having this funnel and reducing the number of brands that we're considering, rather we're starting with a small number of brands that we're expending to our online activities when we're doing like research about our problems and the potential solution for our problems. The second very important uh, transformation happens at the post-purchase stage. So like typically the post-purchase stage is consumption, right? Like you purchase the, the product, you'll go home uh, and then you'll experience the product that you just purchased. If you think of what has happened with uh, digitalization and the uh, use that uh, we make of the internet is like a lot of activity, like there's, there's been the emergence of a lot of content creation activities associated with us consuming products. So maybe you just bought a pair of sneakers, like a pair of hype sneakers at a store and and you're taking a picture of your bag or a picture of the sneaker to post it on Instagram. Or uh, you just bought that uh, first pair of uh, running shoes by Sukone and you love it and you'll go and you'll write a review on the um, retailer's website that you bought that uh, shoe from. Or you just bought a product from Amazon And you know, a couple of weeks later, you receive an email from the Amazon seller being like, hey, I hope you enjoyed the product. You know, if you don't mind, uh, like it would really help me out if you wrote a quick review. So during these post-purchase activities, we become content creators that participate in marketing campaigns, campaigns without really being aware of that. Uh, and what will happen is like the content we create will become fuel for people who are at the active evaluation stage. So if you think of like the kind of searches that you've done, like the last time you were looking for a restaurant for a date or a pair of running shoes to buy or what would be the best face, cre- the best face cream for um, like specific need that you have, you probably turn to the internet. And then you read content that was written by brands and manufacturers, but you also most probably read content uh, by users, maybe you went on the Reddit forum and you read content on sneakers or on face screens, or um, you, know, you read a review from, a, from Amazon or a review, a review on Sephora. Um, so consumer become very important driver of the active evaluation stage of other consumers. Right? So two main differences uh, at the active evaluation stage, we're not funneling down the number of brands anymore, we're expanding them. And then marketing isn't pushed, right? It's not only by us marketer, it's also consumer driven because consumers will create this content that will become fuel for people at the active evaluation stage. This will have two important strategic implications for us as marketers. First, we don't necessarily need mass advertising to be considered by brands because like the process doesn't start with that large amount of brands at the awareness stage anymore. You like consumers start with a smaller consideration set, then they expand their consideration set during active evaluation. So if we can show up as brands or products or product manufacturer, uh, when consumers are actively evaluating their option, they can consider us right? So like no more need for mass advertising, although it still helps a lot. Uh, second difference, because consumer play a role in fueling other, others who are at the active evaluation stage, it would be really helpful if we find ways for our customers to create content on our behalf, right? Two things that we're going to touch on throughout this class. Um, the last concept associated with the journey is this idea of zero moment of truth and it really helps like why zero moment of truth well that 's super simple um, it 's because like prior to Google creating that concept, there already existed the first moment of truth, so Google went with zero because what comes before first is well nothing um, so it used to be that we considered that consumer would have uh, like a stimulus, so I need running shoes, then they would go to the store, and that would be the first moment of truth the fir- the first moment where they would create an impression about the brand or a product, which is what this moment of truth means. then there'd be a zero moment of truth once they bring this product to their home and uh, they evaluate it um, but z- like Google says no, no, no like with especially with everything that we've just um, discussed, like this is not how things work actually. Um, people form an impression about a brand or a product before going to the store. And when do they do that? Well, they do that when they're doing search queries online, right? They do that when they're looking for the best beginner shoe for a runner and they come up with, uh, like, on, with review, they come across reviews for Sukoni and that helps shape their perception of Sukoni, right? So when people do search queries online, such as which brand of diapers will help my baby sleep or what toothpaste is going to make my smile brighter or what will remove crayon marks from my wood dining table. um, These are all opportunities for us as brands to show up in people's consideration set and be considered for purchase. And I hope that like by now you kind of get an idea of why it is so important for us to first uh, understand our segment well and what are their needs, their motivations and their goals because you know, If we understand these needs, motivations, goals, and challenges, we can start thinking of queries that they might enter on search engines, create content associated with them and have them find us instead of us uh, going out and finding them. And and this is what we mean by representing the customer, right? Like here, we'll, we'll start creating content and ads to talk about our content. In order to bring customer to our website, we're doing this not because we want to tell them, "Hey, listen, we're the best brand of sneakers around." Really, we're doing this to tell them, "Well, you know, uh, we can help you prepare for your first run." right Here are five things to consider if you have in front for a while. Here are stretches or, or like ways to prepare yourself for a 10k. And by creating these resources that will help create value in in consumers' life, we start entering in a relationship with them. And throughout the semester, we're going to see that like, when we create these um, these free resources of content that help consumers address their challenges or their needs uh, we bring them to our website they become visitors and then our job becomes well how do we like how do we, how do we turn these visitors into potential customers We're, and I'm going to teach you a framework to do exactly that. Um, now maybe at this level you're like well Pierre like journey this is great um, like four stages how the hell am I supposed to use that in you know a real life marketing campaign and this is where journey mapping mapping comes in the idea of journey mapping is like turning the abstract uh, journey that uh, we've just talked about into something concrete that can help you as a brand move product. So it's a visual representation of the process a customer goes through to achieve a goal uh, with your company. Uh, and like, there's a lot of ways to represent journeys, but typically it will have a few of the following elements. So at the very top here, one and two, we have like a picture of the persona and then a short description of the persona, right? So like what we just talked about at the persona comes into journey mapping because each persona will have their own journey. Now we're creating a journey for Betty. So let's put Betty at the top. We'll have what are her socio-demographic information, what are, what are her needs, goals and motivations that we're trying to address throughout the campaign. Uh, then at three, we'll have the stages of the journey. So let's say awareness, consideration, purchase, and loyalty. And having these stages is important because as we move through the semester, we're going to see that the kind of marketing activities that we'll be doing, the kind of content, the kind of ad we'll be creating to talk with buddies will vary depending at what stage she at, she's at. When she's at the awareness stage, she's considering her problem, you know, like, Um, like I want to travel in an RV, I know nothing about it. So our role will be to create problem-oriented content and ads. When she's at the consideration stage, she probably like went through a few brands, she's actively evaluating her options and we're going to try to support her as she's evaluating different solutions. When she's at the purchase stage, this is where we're really going to talk about how awesome we are as a brand. This is the only stage where we're kind of representing us towards the customer. And then at the loyalty stage, we're going to try to emphasize the kind of co-creation opportunities that we have with PetEase so that she can create content on our behalf and fuel the active evaluation stage of other consumers. Now all of this uh, said, let's go back to the uh, slide here. Um, so at three we have this abstract consumer journey. At four, what we want to do is to turn this abstract consumer journey into concrete actions consumers are, are taking. What exactly are they doing at the awareness stage? Well, um, like maybe they're you know googling googling what's a good RV or how do how to travel in an RV or um, you know I want an RV I know nothing about it, about it. RV for beginners. Um, So like all of these are concrete actions that people are are taking. Maybe they're going to talk to a friend. Um, Maybe they're going to see if they can um, try out a few RVs uh, just to like, they're going to rent an RV for the weekend. Like all of like the kind of actions that will help them become aware of solutions for their problem. And associated with that, usually we have touch points. So um, it could be uh, like, it could be Google review websites. YouTube videos, um, like real retail places, but like any 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 anywhere where consumers will enter in interaction uh, with brands. And not, not only your brands, brands in general, right? Because we're trying to keep in mind that consumer might have uh, might be interacting with touch points that are not necessarily ours. Um, so you draft these concrete actions and these touch points for each stage of the journey. Then, uh, throughout the semester, we're going to see opportunities uh, and I'm at seven here, um, just uh, just here. Uh, we're going to draft opportunities associated with this concrete action. So Betty goes online and she searches RV for beginners. That's an opportunity for us to create a guide for um, people who want an RV but uh, never like don't know anything about the an RV. So we'll create a web page. Um, and the webpage will be titled RV for beginners and we'll give them a lot of content to uh, help them know about RV life. What does that look in real life? So that's a real life example of a customer, uh, of a, um, a journey map. Uh, so we have the uh, persona here on the left. Uh, then we have at the very top, the uh, four abstract stages, the goal that the consumer is trying to achieve at each of these stages in the boxes, we have the concrete actions that they're taking. And like, this is really what I would like you to concentrate in this class. Um, and, uh, and, and again, we're going to use the journey map as a starting point to create powerful digital marketing campaign. So I hope this was a, a helpful summary of um, this week's content. Uh, I um, strongly, strongly recommend that you go and you read um, this week's chapters to be ready for the class. And uh, I'm going to uh, see you during the class and we're going to do a few exercises to bring these notions of personas journey and uh, journey mapping uh, to life. See you soon.